Hey everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. We're talking about the number one reason you're not motivated to lose weight. Now, before I tell you what that is, you first need to realize you're if you're overweight and you wanna lose weight and you're not losing weight, it's because you're not motivated. Let's just get crystal clear here. Um, yes, you may have some challenges, right? You may have menopause, insulin resistant, Hashimoto, you may have all sorts of different physical challenges, but everything I've ever seen, if you're not losing weight and you want to, it's because you're not truly motivated. We need to understand that. And uh, I'll give you the quick shortcut to just test this out. If the most important person in your life was kidnapped and the kidnapper said, if you don't lose weight this month, you'll never see this person again, would you lose weight or would you not be able to, right? You'd be able to. Now, again, I know that's an extreme example, but I'm just proving the point that until you realize that you're not truly motivated and until you get yourself motivated, it's always gonna be a struggle. So how do you get yourself motivated? Well, the main reason why you're not motivated is because the motivation you're using to try and lose weight is to look better. And it's not your fault, right? Again, it's been uh, literally your entire life. You've been exposed to millions of diet ads, which is always about the before and after picture, how you look. And so this conditions you to think about your motivation in superficial terms, just how you look. But it's not enough motivation. And I know you think it should be, because I know you're obsessed with wanting to look better, but you just have to look at the results you're getting. And the results you're getting are not because you can't get better results, it's because you're not motivated enough to get better results. And we know this because if you went up to an alcoholic or a drug addict and you said, listen, you know, if you stop, you'll look better. Do you think that would help them kick the addiction? It's not enough motivation there and it's not enough motivation with your weight. So the sooner you realize that, you can get to the real motivation, the real levels of motivation. What they are is we need to go deeper. How you look probably isn't that important to you. Yeah, you'd like to look better, but is it worth the work? I don't know, you know? That's not a good strategy. What we wanna do is we're gonna go deeper and realize that what you're eating, your weight, your lifestyle, are probably going to be the biggest impacts and factors on how long you live and your quality of life while you're alive. Now we're getting somewhere because these are the real things that generally motivate us. And as you start to make your weight loss about these things, you're probably gonna tap into a lot more motivation. Now, you can still keep wanting to look better too. I'm not saying get rid of that. I'm saying it's just, it's not enough on its own for most people. And again, you just have to reference the results you're getting. And so once you start to make this about living longer, having a great quality life while you're here, now we start digging into real genuine motivation. So how do we go deeper into that? Well, obviously longevity speaks for itself, but one way to do that is to really reflect on your life how long you're gonna be alive. I know this is uncomfortable for people, but as you focus on that and you realize that what you're consistently putting in your mouth and how you're living is probably gonna be the biggest thing that impacts how long you're here living on this earth. Okay, the second one is the quality of life piece. And be crystal clear with what I'm saying here. I'm not saying your quality of life is better because you look better. I'm saying your quality of life is better because you are better. When you're eating healthy, when you're living a healthier lifestyle, when you're nourishing your body, when you're relaxed, you're calm, you're healthy and, and happy, everything improves. Everything that's important to you in your life improves. Your relationships, your ability to make money, your ability to have adventures, whatever is important to you in your life gets better because you're more energized, you feel better, you can move easier, <laughs> you know, you're clearer thinking, your moods are more balanced and optimistic, everything improves. And then obviously there's looking better too and the benefits that brings, but we all know those. So it's really fixating on the longevity and the quality of life piece 
that are really gonna kick your motivation to a whole nother gear. So take a little bit of time and really reflect on these and recognize again, once again, that if you have not been losing the weight, I can almost guarantee you it is because the motivation's not there. And I know it's a tough pill to swallow, but it's also a very enlightening and freeing idea because now you can change that. And that's a much better thought than thinking, oh, no matter what I do, I can't lose the weight. I have never seen that to be true. All right. So spend some time with this. I hope it helps you out. Uh, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. I'll go through them here on a Friday. Thinking about weight loss on a Friday. <laughs> what's up, Lorena? Uh, Sanja, what's up? How's it going? What's up, Karen? How you doing there down in Delaware? Can't wait to go to Delaware this summer. Hey, do I have to work out to lose weight or is it simply just diet? Uh, yeah, it can simply just be diet. You don't need to work out to lose weight at all. Um, I'm living proof. <laughs> I didn't work out at all uh, to lose weight. And um, what I did is I mastered my eating, which I like too, because I think if you focus on, and I'm not saying don't exercise. I think exercise has lots of benefits. I want to be crystal clear about that. But I think in terms of weight loss, most of my clients, I advise them not to start by working out. I think working out is has pros and cons. Um, yes, you burn some more calories, you get stronger potentially with, with your workouts um, and other benefits there. But there's a downside to it weight loss wise is that you get more tired, you get more sore, um, and there's a licensing effect, you know, where you think you burn 500 calories, so you, oh, I'll eat this thing that I think is 300 calories, but really you burn 300 calories and you eat the thing that's 500 calories. So you got to watch out for that too. So, um, there's, there are some negatives to, to working out to lose weight. And the other piece that for me is if you think you're going to work out to lose the weight, as you get older, that gets harder potentially, you know? So, uh, I like to really like master my eating because that seems like a long-term lifelong strategy I'll be able to utilize and tap into. So no, you do not need to work out to lose weight. You just need to reduce calories and that's an easier way to do it. Um, how do you minimize loose skin? Yeah, it's a good question. Now, again, it depends on the person, right? Different people have different genetics and that, that whole thing's going to be different for them. But I think overall, the, the, the main strategy for losing weight in a way where you don't have a lot of loose skin is, you're not going to like this, but it's to lose weight more slowly. You know, so if we can be more patient and slow the weight loss down, it gives our body time to kind of, you know, tighten up the skin and, and deal with that. Um, rapid weight loss, again, you're going to have loose skin. So again, but it also comes down to each person. Each person's different. So the, the overall theme though is again, you know, drink water, you know, nourish your body, you know, with healthy food, all of these things support it as well. But number one by far is to lose weight at a slower rate, which is a good thing anyways. Cause you know, listen, the faster you lose the weight, the higher your chances of putting it back on quickly are, right? Especially if you're not using, you know, medicines or surgeries and things. If you're just doing this on your own by changing diet and, and lifestyle, uh, fast weight loss, because, the only way to achieve fast weight loss is to do extreme things. And the more extreme things you do, the less likely you are to sustain them. So uh, we really need to see the bigger picture and realize that uh, slow and steady weight loss, it's not only better for the skin issue, but it also kind of sets us up to really like set foundational habits that are built to last longer. So again, I, I think what I always talk about again, weight loss versus weight mastery. And the truth is that you really just don't want to lose weight anyways, you know? So right from day one, you should have a focus on living at your goal weight, not just losing the weight. And I know you always say, well, once I lose the weight, then I'll figure it out, Jim. Yeah, you probably won't because no one does. So <laughs> anyways, so so take it slow, you know? There, there's no rush. What's the rush? I never understand that, the rush thing. I do get it. I mean, I'm a human, so I understand what it's like to be impatient, but um, this obsession with the with the 
with the rushing is it's kind of weird as a dieter i find the obsession and the impatience as a dieter is so strange because you've been impatient for decades like how are you still impatient <laughs> i can understand being impatient the first year maybe you know but but how you can still be impatient 30 years into it where you still haven't lost the weight i don't say to be a jerk but we gotta we gotta start thinking about things differently if you want different results um, user 162 says, I recently had a health scare. Turns out I'm okay. My perspective on my eating habits has changed. Yeah, that's what I was just talking about. We, we need to make this more meaningful. Weight loss for most me- people, it has very little meaning. I know you think it has a lot of meaning because you think you obsessively think I want to look better, but it just, it's an extrinsic motivator. It's the weakest form of motivation. And again, I always bring you back to the results. You have to look at what are your results? If you're getting great results and you're focused, I just want to lose weight because I want to look better and you're losing weight and you're it, great. You wouldn't be listening to me probably. But if you've been struggling for decades to lose weight and all you want to do is just look better, you got to realize you, you got to shift things up. Thanks for that, Rose. Um, you know, <laughs> but I, I'm glad the health scare turned out okay. And and, uh, and I'm also glad you had the perspective shift. That's what I'm all about. I'm all about perspective shifts, you know, mindset shifts. And um that's a great way to get one, you know, even though it's a little scary, but that's okay. <laughs> um, that's why I'm programming myself. Then the first thing we go through is motivation and we start motivation. We start, there's two levels to it in that uh, the first level though is pain and pleasure, you know? So pain's a very powerful motivator in the short term though. It, it, a lot of times it's not going to last. You're not going to live your life in pain. So we need pain and pleasure and we use them very strategically. But yeah, you get experience with how motivating that pain can be when you use it properly. Um, I think I have a food addiction. Honestly, I've tried diet so many times. Uh, I don't think you have a food addiction. I mean, let me phrase that. I think we all have, hey, we're all addicted to food. Technically, I get what you mean though. Uh, I think food addiction is real. I think that model of looking at things is very helpful, folks. Uh, I, I think a lot of people bristle when I say, you know, you have a food addiction, but I think, geez, if it walks like a duck, talks like a duck. I, I mean, Christ. <laughs> so I know, I know this is like, you know, people don't want to say that, but it, it seems like it to me. Regardless, I don't think the reason you failed to lose weight is solely because of the food addiction. Uh, I think it's the strategies you have. So, you know, I got to look at these numbers. I, I think of diets. Dieting sucks. It doesn't work. That we know. So you could have a food addiction, but they're kind of two separate issues because the dieting is never going to help your, your food addiction. Let me put it in a different context for you. Uh, if you. If you think about like drug addiction... Back in the 80s, right, we had the big just say no. You just say no to drugs, right? This idea that you're just going to say no to drugs and then that's going to fix it, you know? But that was the epitome of a willpower-based model. And now I think we all agree at this point, 2024, that uh, just say no to drugs is ineffective. It doesn't work. People that are on drugs, they, they can't just say no. <laughs> they need they need a more comprehensive, robust strategy to, to work through it. But if you look at diets, to me, diets are basically just say no to food. And it's the same thing. It's this very superficial you know, a, a tactic to try and change your eating and it doesn't work. So with program yourself, then we follow what I call the, the weight mastery pyramid, which is mindset, lifestyle, eating. Now, most people, all the diets, you're just focusing on eating. They're telling you what to do. And then you're trying to force yourself to do it. You got no mindset strategies or skills. You got no ability to change your lifestyle to support the healthier eating. And even the eating, you kind of know what to do, but you don't have a deeper strategy of how to get yourself to do it consistently. And so, you know, if you, if you want to look at it, M, your weight loss approaches up till now have been completely free of strategy. 
All of you are like this. You've got tactics. Every time you try and lose weight, it's one tactic that you focus on. You say, I'm going to stop eating carbs. I'm going to stop eating for 16 hours. I'm going to count all my points. I'm going to track all my calories. I'm going to eat 1,200 calories. You know, then we get into the crazier shit. I'm just going to eat grapefruits. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to stop eating vegetables and just eat meat. Uh, You know, whatever. We, We can go whatever direction. It doesn't matter. Where they're all the same is you are told to do one thing. You try and do that one thing. And you can do it for a little while and then you can't do it anymore and you go back to what you always do. So this is exactly what I'm talking about. So I'm, I'm not I'm not necessarily disagreeing that you may have food addictions. But what I'm saying is, yeah, that you've tried the diets and they're never going to work for you. Folks, the diets are never going to work. I was just joking on this yesterday. I do these every day. I do these every Monday through Friday. And I've been doing this for over a year and a half. And um, I was joking a lot, a lot of dipshits on these, these saying dumb stuff. But the one thing I've never heard, not one person has, has pushed back on me and, and tried to argue that diets work. No one's done that. And I just find that so fascinating. Think about that. You know, this is the key point. The diets aren't working. They've never, they don't work. You can't say the diet. Oh, Jim, no, the diet worked for me. I lost 30 pounds on keto two years ago. Okay, where are you at now? I put it back on. But the di- it really worked for me. No, if you can't stay with it, it's not working for you. Do you understand that? You've got to look at the big picture. Once you do that, you start to realize, oh shit, it's not me. It's the diets. I've never really learned a good strategy to master my weight. What's the difference? What Weight loss, weight master, what are we talking about, Jim? Weight loss is about losing weight. Weight mastery is about living at your goal weight for the rest of your life on your autopilot. You've never had that goal. And that means you've never created the strategies or learned the strategies to live at your goal weight for the rest of your life. No one's ever focused on that. All you're focused on is fast, rapid weight loss, which requires extreme, unsustainable plans. And this this explains everything you've experienced up till now. And it's like, it's so obvious, but you're just so in it that you don't realize it. So you go, what are you going to do? Try keto? Here we are Friday. You're going to party it up all week and then kick off your keto plan on Monday. It's a new month, Right. So here we go. What are you going to do? Are you going to do your keto plan on Monday? Your intermittent fasting plan on Monday? You're going to fucking join Weight Watchers again on Monday for the 50th time? It's just, it's just absolute insanity. Literally, it's, it's like that, that joke, right? That, that, uh, or that saying, I don't know who the hell said it, but that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over expecting a different result. But by that definition, there's no crazier insane group than dieters. Holy shit. You know, so instead of just like doing the same thing again, please just try something different. The easiest thing you can try is to go to my bio, listen to the hypnosis session I give you for free. Watch the video I made you three steps to master your weight. It's free. Um, It'll change the way you think about this. That's what you got to do. You've got to change your mindset. Do you not think your mindset's important with your weight? You know, like, like, come on. Stuff says food was a coping tool for me. I had to completely change my relationship with it. There you go. See, that's what I mean. Listen, folks, when you program yourself, then is built on the shoulders of people that had successfully lost weight and kept it off for two years. That's why my program is different than pretty much every diet because I'm fixated on weight mastery. I don't give a shit about any plan that you can lose 20 pounds a week on. I don't care. I don't care. I'm not impressed by people that lose 40 pounds in a month. 50 pounds in two months. I don't give a shit because I'm curious to know where you're going to be next year at this time. And 95% of people are going to be right back to where they started from. So I don't give a shit about that. I'm not focused. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care how much weight you lose on keto. Don't care how much weight you lose on intermittent fasting. I care if you're going to be able to sustain it for six months, a year, five years. And that's what shows up as the main problem for you all. You know, and so until you change your approach, your strategy, your mindset about what you're even trying to accomplish here, 
you know, you get results. But so Steph, your food was a coping tool for me. I had to completely change my relationship with it. You see what I mean? Like that is, I already know that's a real strategy. Now I'm interested in that because that's built for long-term success. You know, so you've got to start having more criteria to your weight loss attempts and plans than just, oh, how much weight can I lose? How, how, how fast can I lose the weight? Good Lord. Again, that fucking attitude is what's keeping you stuck here 30 years later. 30 years later, you just want to lose weight as fast as possible. Holy shit. What's it going to take, man? <laughs> Again, I get on there and just snap you out of the diet trance. Cut the shit. It ain't working. It's never going to work. If you couldn't lose the weight on a diet 20 years ago, why would you lose the weight now on a diet? You know what I mean? Like, like and until someone answers that question for me, I, I just don't know what people are doing. <laughs> you know? Hey, any tips on binge eating? I relapsed and had a huge binge today and feel back to square one. Um, yeah, I got, I got a bunch of tips on binge eating, but the biggest one of all with binge eating is that you start to understand in your mind, I want you to go back to five minutes before you started binging today. And I want to know where was your hunger level at? Were you like really, really hungry? And or where was your emotions at? Right. So instead of just trying to stop the binging, stop the emotional eating, we want to seek to understand it so that we can come up with a strategic solution. Because a lot of times binging is simply happening because you're way over restricting and trying to eat as little as possible. You get yourself so hungry that once you get around food, you can't control yourself. So is the problem that you can't control yourself when you're starving or that you get yourself starving? That's up for you to decide. To me, I don't want to fight against my hunger. So I manage my hunger pretty much from the time I get up till the time I go to bed. I'm never that hungry. So again, you know, if we start to take a step back and look at the whole picture, you know, the problem's kind of obvious. But a lot of times people don't do that. They look at it and say, oh my God, I binged again. I'm a bad person. Well, yeah, but if you were starving when you did it, you're not a bad person. It's just a shitty strategy. Or if emotionally you're just totally depressed and you got no other way to deal with those emotions other than food. It's not the food. It's the lack of strategy to deal with the emotions that, that you're trying to over-restrict and you're getting yourself so hungry you can't control yourself. So that, that's what I would suggest. Um, let's see here. Yeah, so Steph says, you know, Steph's the relationship with food. But folks, this is what I'm talking about. This is the mindset piece. How, you know, Einstein said this, he goes, the, the same level of thinking that created the problem can't solve the problem. But here you are, I'll tell you, you know, that this, the most trigger, you want to trigger me is you come up to me in your overweight and you want to lose weight and you tell me, Jim, Jim, I, I know what I, I know what I got to do. I just need to get myself to do it. I just start smoke coming out of my fucking ears. I, I, I if I hear that another time, <laughs> like, hey, I go to therapy for that because it's not true. It ain't true. How are you going to think, like, how are you going to think the same way about food, health, exercise, your lifestyle, willpower, all of this stuff? How are you going to think the same way about all the things that affect your weight? The same way you've been thinking about them for 20, 30 years where you've struggled, but then magically, what, what, what changes? This is the question I always ask this is like, what's going to change between you right now and you on that magical Monday that you fantasize about where you just start your keto plan and stick with it perfectly and lose all the weight forever? Like it's, it's just, it's such fantastical thinking, you know? And if you realize that, I think that that's a good thing. That's why I'm being kind of a, a dickhead here because I want to snap you out of this way of thinking because you're not thinking straight. You're not thinking clearly. And if you take a step back and realize, yeah, of course, Steph's got to change her relationship with food if she wants to lose weight long-term. I had to change my relationship with food to, 
listen, I dropped 50 pounds 30 years ago. Great. The key thing is I've kept the weight off for 30 years, folks. I had one blip 12 years ago. How did I keep the weight off for 30 years? I haven't dieted and I haven't worked out. So how did I do it? Well, I obviously I changed the way that I eat. How did I change the way I eat for 30 years without dieting? I changed the way that I think about food. I changed the way I think about my behaviors, my habits, my lifestyle. And how, how are you ever going to, let me put it a different way. You right now, if you're overweight, your default mindset is to be overweight, right? Because if you're not thinking about diets or food or whatever, you're just living your life, you're overweight. You do things that keep you overweight. Okay, that's just your automatic natural behaviors at this point. Again, in my world, we call it subconscious programming. That's your programming. When you're just going about life, you're overweight. You eat like an overweight person, you live like an overweight person, and you're overweight. Okay, but then sometimes you get really upset about it, and now you go into your diet mode. And the diet mode is when you consciously fight against your natural automatic thinking and behaviors and habits, and you, at best case scenario, you fight, 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 and you get yourself down to your goal weight. But now the problem just becomes clearer. Because now you're like, well, I can't keep dieting, uh, but I don't want to go back to being overweight. And so what you've experienced is this over and over again. You get down to your goal weight, and then what do you do? You go back up to the higher weight, and then you diet down to the lower weight. And eventually you get to the point where you just can't do it anymore because you're so frustrated by the whole thing. But here's the problem. You never, ever, never once in all the decades you've been trying to lose weight, you've never, ever focused on creating a thin and healthy mindset. You've never focused yourself on how can I think, live, and eat like a thin and healthy person. Your weight loss attempts are always this diet mode that are always temporary. So it's not rocket science. You just, you just, you, you know what I mean? You're like, like the, the cliche of like, you know, you're, you're running east looking for a sunset. You know what I mean? Like you're looking to diets as the answer and they're, they're never going to be. They're never going to be the answer because you're just, you're layering the diet over a broken mindset. Does that make sense? You know this, you haven't had words to describe it, but isn't this what you feel? You can force yourself at best to do things differently for a little while, and then you always end up going back into your automated behaviors. You always end up relying on your subconscious programming. You can't override your subconscious programming forever. It's impossible. So yeah, once you change, and it is, you know, Steph says, I, I must be diligent on maintaining it, but it does take work. Of course it takes work, you know, but there are strategies to make it easier. You know, that's why I say with the weight mastery pyramid, it's mindset, lifestyle, eating. And that's one of the biggest things about program yourself then that's so unique is we take, cause think about this. So I just talk about mindset, which has six categories in it. Lifestyles, eight habits, and the eating has three strategies. But you, when you try and lose weight, your weight loss pyramid is one thing. It's, I'm gonna eat differently. Maybe I'm gonna get myself to exercise a little bit, but I'm gonna eat differently. I'm gonna cut carbs out completely. So you've got like one tactic. Your, your, your approach to losing weight is one tactic. I'm gonna cut carbs, I'm gonna eat 1200 calories, I'm gonna count every point, whatever. And you're gonna do it all through what? Through willpower. I'm gonna force myself to change my eating. You've got no lifestyle components to it. You don't know about the eight habits. Um, you've got no mindset piece. The, the, the six categories we go through, you have no idea of it. And so what happens is you're all or nothing, right? You either have an abundance of willpower and you can force yourself to do it, or you don't do anything. So program yourself then, one of the big benefits of it is we break down the weight loss mastery process into pieces. And so now you can diagnose where there's a problem, you can understand it and you can go fix that part. 
Imagine <laughs> you don't have any of this granular understanding with weight loss at all. And it's weird because you've been trying to lose weight for so long. You're obsessed with it. And yet you know very, very little about how to actually lose weight. You have a vague idea. Oh, I should stop eating carbs. I should do this. I should. It's like, it's like one thing, but you don't have any granular understanding of how to actually do it. And you ain't even learning it most likely. Unless you're watching me and there's a few other people that talk in this way. But, uh, so that's why I try to say, the reason I say this isn't to bum you out, it's to wake you up and to realize that once you realize, holy shit, yeah, I don't have any plan, uh, is to at least go to my bio, listen to the hypnosis session, see how that works, and then watch the watch the video I made for you though. I think that's the key thing. This is about a half hour, and I break the whole thing down. And once you watch that, you have a different paradigm. You have a different understanding of what's going on. Right now, you are flying blind. You're not stupid. You're not lazy. You're not lacking willpower because I know if you're listening to me, you're an overthinker. I know you're probably a perfectionist. You're probably an action-oriented person and very successful in your professional life, personal life. But this area you struggle with. And it's not because there's anything wrong with you other than the fact you just never learned these deeper granular concepts of how to master your weight. And once you learn them, again, now you can use all those great qualities you use to succeed over here. The reason you succeed in the other areas of your life is because you learned how to do it. People taught you how to do things and you just, you modeled it. You have never learned, never have you learned how to think, live and eat like a thin and healthy person. Never. And I know this. I can say it confidently because I know you never have. So how are you going to live as a thin and healthy person? Oh, I'm just, I know what I can do, Jim. Oh my God. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, you got to stop saying that. You have no idea. You have no, I'll give you the example. I love this example, right? But it's like, if I tell you, you know, what's the, what's the Chinese word for, uh, you know, What's the Chinese word for candle? You know that feeling you have, like with just complete blankness? How does a thin and healthy person think? Yeah, they're similar, right? <laughs> so it's not that you know how a thin and healthy person thinks and you're not doing it. It's that you literally don't even have any concept of how a thin and healthy person thinks, lives, eats. So what are you doing? You're just, what you're doing is you're always fighting against your bad habits, right? And what happens is, this is what I'm trying to say, like, at best, you create a vacuum of what to do. I'm, I'm not going to eat that way. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. But what are you going to do? How are you going to manage? How, again, so I talked about the mindset piece, right? Six categories. How are you going to motivate yourself? Do you know how to motivate yourself? Don't you think that would be something interesting to know? You know, there's a science of motivation. Do you know it? Do you know how to actually motivate yourself at a high level? Or is your motivation just spontaneous? Sometimes you get really pissed. You see a picture of yourself. You you know step on the scale. You see a reflection of yourself. Your clothes don't fit. Someone says something shitty. Now you're really upset. And I'd say I'm keto. But do you really know how to motivate yourself consistently? I would say the answer is probably no. Don't you think that'd be important? Your self-image. Do you know about your self-image? Do you realize your weight? You live up or down to your self-image. And as much as you hate being overweight, you actually identify as an overweight person. And as much as you don't like that, you're comfortable and familiar with it. Do you think that part of this process might be shifting your identity to that of a thin and healthy person? Habits. Do you have a strategic, neuroscientifically based strategy to change your habits? Do you understand what habits are and how they operate and how to do them strategically so they start working for you? Or are you just winging it and just using your willpower to fight against them? Emotions. Maybe the biggest out of the group. Do you know how to feel the emotions you want to feel in your life? Deal with the shitty emotions you don't want to feel without food? Probably not. And if you don't, what's your main way to deal with emotions? Probably food. That's what we're conditioned to use in this society. Thinking. 
again, the nuts and bolts. Do you know how to think like a thin and healthy person? Do you know what questions to ask? Do you know how to think about food? Do you know all the literal nuts and bolts how to think like a thin and healthy person? Because you've probably never even been around a thin and healthy person where you got to see how they thought. And then maintenance. That's the key thing. Because again, the goal here is not to lose weight. It's to live at your goal weight. So you need to have maintenance strategies. Don't give me that shit that you're going to figure it out once you lose the weight. How dare you? You need to know how to maintain from day one to day two, week one to week two, month one to month two. You just take that for granted? You need maintenance strategies right from the beginning. And that increases your chance of long-term success. So again, we break it down. That's program yourself. Then we break it down. And we have weight mastery blueprints, these fill-in-the-blank blueprints. And you go through your mindset, your lifestyle, your eating. You know, it takes an hour, two hours. But now you've got a roadmap you can follow. And when it doesn't work, you tweak it and optimize it. So it gives you a sense of control. And that's the biggest thing I want to get to. Most people trying to lose weight, it's always say it's like, it's like they're buying a lottery ticket. Well, let's see if this works this time. You know, there's such a lack of like, of understanding what's going on. And so just feel like oh, the slot machine. Well, let's see if it works this time. But there's, you know this, when you, you're so apathetic now with the weight loss because you're just like, you don't believe it's going to work. And then you don't believe it's going to work because you never get to the core reasons why you're struggling with weight in the first place. So I was looking like, if you want to become an accountant or a plumber, you wouldn't be like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to learn this. You just keep going and just keep learning it, reinforcing it. And you come out the other end knowing accounting or plumbing. Like you just, there's a sense of like, I'm going to learn this stuff. Then you're going to know it. Like there's no, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to go to plumbing school. I don't know if I'm going to be able to learn it or not. Like you might struggle a little bit sometimes, <laughs> but then they break it. You just, you learn it. It's like, you don't approach your weight loss like that. And you know this because here you are 30 years later trying to lose weight, obsessed with losing weight. And you, if you're honest, you don't know anything more about how to lose weight now than when you started your first diet which goes to show that you're not growing, evolving. You're not walking a path where you keep getting better. The weight mastery path, you start walking, it makes sense. We got good days and bad days. We got ups and downs, but we understand why and we know how to get back on track quickly. And we so we keep moving forward on a path. So six months from now, we're in a completely different place than where we started. A year from now, we're in a completely different place and we know why. Two years from now, we're in a, do you know what I mean? You don't have that kind of mindset. You got, let's see, let's see if it works. I want to lose 50 pounds by a summer. I better start my keto plan. Oh shit, here comes March. Oh shit, this year I started off okay for a couple of weeks in January. Oh, oh, but here comes March. I better better get started again. I want to lose the weight by summer. Right? You're so short-term thinking and it's short-term strategies because what are you going to do? Start your keto plan? Give me a break. What are you going to do? Cut your calories down to 1,200? What are you going to do? I'd love to hear. Let me know what you plan on doing on, on Monday if you're planning on starting a plan. My biggest challenge lately is I improve quality and quantity of my pleasure foods. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh, biggest change, pain. My biggest change. Yeah, I improve quality and quantity of my pleasure foods. Lorena. <laughs> Lorena. That's brilliant. Yeah, no one ever thinks about that. But yeah, she's referring to it. Program yourself then. Right, one of the eating strategies is the 5-2 model. Five days of clean eating, two days of pleasure eating. I know. Two days of pleasure eating. I'd go crazy. I wouldn't lose any weight. Yeah, that's part of your problem is you don't know how to eat for pleasure. Eating for pleasure, knee-jerk reaction for you. Eating for pleasure. I'll eat everything. But how about this? You ever thought about this? Maybe the most pleasure you can get out of food is not by stuffing the maximum amount of it into your body. Maybe the greatest pleasure you can get from food is eating what you enjoy eating in a moderate way so that you could be at your goal weight and you could feel in control. You ever thought of that? <laughs> so practicing learning for pleasure is a crucial part of mastering your weight. Uh Headed to a combo Tai Chi yoga class, trying new things. Look at John. 
John's in the program and John is killing it. John's one of my, you really are, John. You're one of my favorite stories um, because he started with such a dieter. <laughs> Maybe this guy is the, the poster boy for, for diet mindsets. I, I reference him all the time now, but he would, I love his story. He would start with his brothers every January 1st, right? And they, they'd all bet with each other who'd lose the most weight, right? So they'd start the keto, intermittent fasting, working out really hard. You know how it goes. And um, it would usually last a month and a half, two months or so, lose a bunch of weight and then put it all back on, repeat it every year, you know? So um, it's been fun watching John really start to transform. You know, he's still in the game. You know, here we are beginning March and he's got a solid foundation under him. This is what I'm trying to say, I guess. Have you ever, have you ever, ever even once and I know you've tried, I think they said the average American tries 162 diets in their lifetime, you know, or weight loss attempts. But you in your life, have you ever even one time approached your weight loss thinking about, I'm going to gain some funda- foundational skills, then I'm going to work on them and get better at it. And then I'm going to tweak my eating things and I'm going to get better at it. And then I'm going to get better at it. And then I'm going to try some yoga and Tai Chi and get better at it. Then I'm going to try this and get better at it. Like, think about how crazy it is that you don't even have a concept of what that means. All you have is jumping into something 100% on day one and hoping it sticks, you know? And when you take a step back, you realize how stupid it is. Because I always equate it, like, if you want to learn to play the piano and you're really impatient, you want to learn as fast as possible. So you say, I'm going to practice 10 hours a day. Yeah, maybe the first day. And then the next day, your fingers are cramped up. You hate the piano and you don't want to play at all. So is that a good strategy to start, I want to play 10 hours a day? No, it's short-sighted. And that's what your weight loss attempts have been, short-sighted. And that's why at best you get short-term results. You know, you got to change what you're thinking. But John, that's awesome. And I'm so excited for you because especially for you, this is the thing, knowing John, it's like things like that, like starting to do yoga and Tai Chi are fundamental game changers for you. And you're going to find this. And uh, it's crazy. So that's exciting. I'm glad for you, John. I can't wait to hear about that. Um, Lorena says, I released that I have one fear that, that I'm going to have loose skin. I have to lose something like 40 kilograms, but maybe moisturizing skin prevent it. Okay, yeah. So skin, let's talk about the skin real quick. What I like to do with the skin is I like to go straight at it, okay? Straight at it. Because I know this loose skin thing is a big issue for a lot of people subconsciously. And what I like to do to deal with subconscious you know, things is aim straight at it. I don't want to ignore it and pretend like, oh, I don't know. I like to go straight at it. Maybe I'll have loose skin. If I have loose skin, is having loose skin enough to prevent me from losing the weight? You know what I mean? I just want to make that decision. I want it right front and center. I know I don't want loose skin, but if I'm going to have loose skin, is that going to prevent me from losing the weight? And, and I know I'm not saying this is an easy answer, but I'm saying you've got to, you've got to sit with this question and come on the other side of it with some answer. And you either say, I don't want the loose skin. I'm just going to live at the weight. Great. Because at least now you live in a congruent place where fine, just live at the, at the weight you're at because I don't want loose skin. This is who I've decided to be. This is how I'm going to live. Live that way. I always said to my clients, when I, back when I was working, doing a lot of private stuff, um, I would always, we would speak first to see if we're going to work together. And I would always say, do you really want to lose the weight? Because I find most people, it's like they're sitting on the fence. You know, I kind of want to lose weight, but I'm worried about my skin. You know, there's always things like that. And sitting on the fence is one of the most uncomfortable places you can sit, right? So it's like, in my opinion, it's like, I just want to get one side or the other. Decide you don't want to lose weight. Be happy that way, okay? I'm not sitting here telling you you have to lose weight. I'm saying if you want to lose weight, I help you get congruent with it so you can get the results you want. But yeah, if we're kind of like, oh, I want to lose weight. Oh, I don't worry about skin. I'm whatever. That shit can screw you up forever. So we got to come to a point 
And once you get to the point, you say, you know what? Maybe I'll have loose skin. I don't give a shit because I'm doing this for my health. I want to live a long time. I want to look better. I want to feel better. Even if I have loose skin, I don't give a shit. There's way more benefits. It's way more important than loose skin. See, now when you get to that point, you're way, you're a powerhouse now because now you're aiming in, in one direction. A lot of times we're kind of playing subconscious tug of war with ourselves, you know? So you got to take these fears, look at them and come to some other side with it. Okay, because a lot of times we have these fears and we just try and ignore them and they just run roughhouse in the, in the back of our, our head. So we got to bring them out from the back and say, okay, you saggy skin, what do I want to do? I might have saggy skin. What am I going to do about that? You know, and go out of crystal clear, right? Thanks for the rose. Um, I appreciate you saying that. I do agree. It's worth the work. Yeah, it's totally worth the work. It's the best work because it's long-term work. And we're referring to like changing how you think about food, changing a relationship with food. Um, but again, remember this, Steph, that just like anything else, yeah, it takes a bit of work to change your relationship with food, but the work is front-loaded, okay? So yes, you, you always have to kind of maintain it, uh, but it's it, it's harder in the beginning. I always want people to know this because as a diet, you think the diet's always going to be hard like that, and it typically is because it's just one thing. But weight mastery, you get better at things, you know what I mean? So it gets easier as you start to, and again, especially when you do things strategically, because let me bring it back to, I play guitar. So it's like guitar, it's like I've been playing for a long time, but what happens is I keep practicing, like I'll practice chords, I'll practice scales, I'll practice rhythm, I'll practice, you know, learning the fretboard, I'll learn, you know, different songs. There's all different things that I work on and learn. But now as I keep playing, it gets easier and easier because I start getting those fundamental skills into my body that I come unconsciously competent. I can make chord shapes automatically now. I know scales where they are. Um, so I've done a lot of this stuff. So it makes everything moving forward easier because I keep stacking on top of better and better and better skills. And so you have to think of like your weight like this and you never do. You think of your weight as like, I just need to do something. And so I'm just going to start tomorrow hundred percent. Like if I never played the guitar, I can't just start tomorrow at hundred percent. There's a process of learning and growing and there's gotta be a time period there but you never approach your weight loss like this and it kind of screws you up. So the, the downside of that is that, you know, listen, when you get better at things, it gets easier. And mastering my weight now is way easier than it was 30 years ago. You know, now I'm pretty much on autopilot. So I just want to remind you of all that stuff. Sometimes we forget that. Um, Einstein said that, yep, yep. Uh, I'm so stubborn and undisciplined. I hear all types of advice, but nothing motivates me. I hate being fat. Um, yeah. Okay, Hannah. But I get that. But but again, folks, that's what I'm. I will say this, right? So I hate being fat. I I believe you, but I think, and here's the pain pleasure piece. A big mistake a lot of dieters make motivationally is they really try and live in the pain, and and most dieters will try and rely on pain for motivation, right? They'll they'll step on the scale and get really upset. Uh, they, you know, they they they're just really down on themselves, beating themselves up to get themselves to do the right stuff. And that makes the process miserable anyways, because your brain's a pleasure-seeking mechanism. This is why the weight loss is hard in the first place, right? Let's just be honest. The hard part of losing weight is we're thinking we're not gonna get the pleasure of the food. And that pleasure is extremely motivating. So we need to use the pleasure as the primary motivator. We use the pain too. The pain's very important strategically. But I like to say that pain's good for making a decision and pleasure is good for carrying it out. One of the big problems with you, with weight loss, is you're using pain to motivate yourself. You step on the scale, you see the picture of yourself, you see your reflection, you get really upset, and you say, that's it, I gotta do this. And you're so upset, you're focused and motivated. 
But what happens is A, your brain hates the pain, and B, if you start getting some results, the pain starts going down, so does your motivation. So we can't just use pain for motivation. We really want to optimize this to our pleasure, and we want to keep ourselves. Why do I, how do I maintain my weight loss? Think about this. I don't, I've been doing it for 30 years, so what motivates me today to do the things that keep me at my goal weight? It's not really the pain anymore. It's the pleasure of being my best self. So to understand this, you need to realize that you want to take your weight loss and wrap it in personal development. I'm not doing this to be X amount of pounds. I'm doing this because I want to be the best version of myself possible. So I'm at this weight because I think this is the best version of me. The best version of me is able to be the most successful father, husband, son, business owner, coach, person that I can be. So everything that's important to my life is better because I'm mastering my weight, because I'm eating the right way, living the right way, thinking the right way. So I have a lot more motivation tied up in this than just being a size on a scale, okay? I think that's real important. So I get you may hate being fat, but that's not enough motivation. And I know the hardest thing in the world for you to do is to put yourself into a place where you start to really connect to the pleasure of being the person you wanna be. But if you start doing that, you're probably gonna uncover a lot more motivation. You know? um, what do you do if you know what to do but can't stay or start or stay committed? Yeah, two things, right? Um, you don't know what to do, okay? Because you don't. We, we, we do what we know. I know how to master my weight and I'm, I'm exactly what I wanna weigh, okay? So I know how, I know what to do. You don't know what to do. Don't take that the wrong way. Because if you knew what to do, you'd be at your goal weight. Okay, I know that that's tough love, folks, and I, I know you don't like to hear that, but you got to hear that because otherwise you live in some fantasy land like, I don't know, like again, think, oh, I know what I got to do. You know, you don't. You don't know how to do it. You know what to do. I would love Aiden to hear what you think you need to do. I bet it's something like I need to cut out all the carbs. I need to eat 1,200 calories. I need to track every point. It's some diet idea, you know. Knowing what to do, you want to know what to do? Make it simpler. How about that? You want to know why you can't start? Because if you're a dieter, you got an all or nothing mindset, which really is more accurately said, nothing or all mindset. You're nothing most of the time. And then once in a while you get really upset and you go all, all mode. And then you go back to nothing mode because you can't keep up the all mode. So program yourself in is an all or something method. Yeah, do your all thing sometimes, but never do nothing. Always do something. And when you always do something, you get a little bit better over time. And this is the way we get better at things. So the reason you can't start, I, Aiden, I would love to hear what your method for losing weight is. I know what I need to do. I need to cut all the carbs out. Bullshit. I know what I need to do. I need to count every point. Bullshit. I know what I need to do. I need to track every calorie. Bullshit. I know what I need to do. I need to stop eating for 16 hours. Bullshit. If you hate doing those things, then you don't know what to do. So what's the alternative, Jim? What do I do? Okay. Well, program yourself then. How about this? And I just want... I want you to experience this if you've never heard this before, because this is just straight common sense. I'm not a, I'm not a, a genius, <laughs> I promise you, but this is just straight common sense. How about if you want to change your weight? We know you got to change your eating. Okay, you knew that already, but you're always trying to change your eating 100% on day one. What if instead you start day one by focusing on your worst eating habit? Whatever your worst eating habit is, it shows up daily or multiple times a week, and you focus all your energy on that on getting a handle on it, coming up with strategies that helps me deal with that better. And you spend a couple months on it maybe, but you come up with real genuine strategies that helps you eliminate your worst eating habit. Because I believe you're two to three worst eating habits away from being pretty damn close to your, your goal weight. 
How about that strategy? Would that be easier to start? Nah, nah I need fast results, Jim. Well, maybe. Okay, whatever. So again, I, I, you know, I'm picking on you a little bit. Don't take this personal. But I don't think you, you don't know what to do. Okay, stop saying that. And the reason you can't start and the reason you can't stay committed is because, folks, you, does anyone here, give me some hearts if, you, if you're struggling to get started or stay committed to a weight loss plan. Is that your big problem? Right? You know what to do, but I can't start or stay committed to it. Right? There we go. Okay. So is the problem you or is the problem the fucking plan? Do you, do you think it's normal to just all of a sudden tomorrow start cutting out all the carbs from your diet? To start not eating for 16 hours? Does this seem normal to you? Like what, in what world does that seem like a, a rational, normal thing? Again, because it's no different. I was thinking this yesterday, like I want to run a marathon. So I just start running today as far as I can. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, how's tomorrow going to go? I'm not going to be able to move. It's not a strategy. It's a tactic that we're just, people that are desperate do. But you're in a cycle of desperation and crazy shit to lose the weight. What I'm trying to tell you is stop, take a step back, program yourself then. You want to, let me compare your diet versus program yourself then, okay? So program yourself then, how do you start that? Okay, well, first of all, it's built to be practical. So I know that the hardest part of losing weight and any sort of change in your life is remembering to do it. So I deliver the, the program through your phone because I know tomorrow morning you're going to look at your phone. One of the first things you're going to do when you, when you look at it, you're going to see a message from me. You're going to click the little link on it and it's going to bring you to a five-minute hypnosis session, a five-minute session. So Aiden, could you tomorrow commit for the next eight weeks to listen to a five-minute hypnosis session? Yeah, I could do that. That's not that hard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you're going to start your day feeling calm, relaxed, centered with all this good stuff going in your head. Each session is different and each session has a weight loss mantra in it. So you start to develop this new way of thinking naturally and easily and you calm yourself down. Folks, do you not think that if you are more calm and relaxed, don't you think that that alone would be really helpful to start eating better, living better? And then what if in addition to doing that, you fill out your blueprints, it takes ultimately about two hours. So now you start to have a plan. You start to understand how to motivate yourself, how to think like a thin and healthy person, how to change your habits, how to deal with your emotions in a genuine way. You start to learn how to shift your lifestyle and make it healthier. And you start to work on eating habits that are custom built around you. And we start with your worst eating habit. And if you're really motivated, your first eating habit. That's it. Okay? Let's calm the fuck down. <laughs> I know you want to learn to play the piano, but you can't play. You can't learn everything this week. We got to have relax. Okay? And all of a sudden, when we start relaxing and having a long-term view of things, it's not so hard to start. It's not so hard to stick with it. It's hard to start and stick with it because you're overwhelming yourself, folks. That's why... It's not because you lack willpower, you're a broken person. It's you, have, you have a shitty strategy, you know? I'm exact same, but I think we need to think about how much we really want to lose weight. Absolutely. How do I find your hypnosis video? Uh, Beth, well, first of all, again, if, if none of you are on there, go to my bio, click the link, get the hypnosis session. As soon as you sign up for that, it takes a couple minutes to send it to you. I bring you to a video, Three Steps to Master Your Weight. Watch that video. That, that's the video I think that kind of brings you through everything I'm saying in a very systematic way. Um, so go check that out. You get the hypnosis session in, in the that video for, they're all free. They're all free. Then I email you every day too. Again, my, my mission in life is to help as many people as possible with their goal weight. Um, and so, again, no one gives more free stuff away than me. And I've got, I got more things coming. So yeah, get on my email list. 
Um, I really do. I think being happier in lifestyle change will help, but it's hard to start. Yeah, the start. We just talked about that. I struggle with <laughs> TGIF. I always love seeing that thing. I struggle with being patient and waiting for results and feeling discouraged not seeing them fast. Yeah, I get that, right? Again, dieters only think about weight loss. So the only measurement that makes you feel good is the scale going down. I get it, but we gotta we gotta work with that, okay? You can't just let the scale be the only thing that makes you feel motivated and, and moving forward. And the secret to that is to start fixing. Listen, you can't even lose weight, folks, okay? We gotta start with that idea. You can't lose weight. You know, short of you going to the doctors and getting your leg or arm chopped off, there's no way to lose weight. What you can do is you can start to eat differently and live differently. And over time, through this magical process, you start to weigh less, okay? So the weight is just a reflection of how you habitually eat and live. So we can't change the weight. We can only change how we eat and live. So the more you fixate on the process and obsess on the process, the better you're going to feel because... I know everyone says like like the weight loss is frustrating because it's out in the future potentially, right? So you can eat well this week and you may lose weight next week, maybe. But that's a that's a shitty way to motivate yourself because you're gonna feel frustrated. The weight's never gonna come off fast enough for you. But what we want to do is we want to focus on the process. So if you start working on your worst eating habit and you start creating some strategies and some ways to start to change it. So I'll give you an example. <clears throat> I don't know if she's here still. Paula's in the program and she you know, for, for 50 years has been trying not to eat after dinner. So we started with that one. And so very quickly, you know, using all the different things we do, she was able to stop eating at night. And so the first couple of days in, she's like, holy shit. I said, how do you feel when you go to bed at night knowing you didn't eat? Because I feel elated. Okay. So this is what I'm talking about. You don't need to wait for the weight loss to feel good. You can start focusing on the behavior. If you dramatically start changing your behavior, that should make you feel good. Because you know the weight loss is going to happen. You don't know when it's going to happen because weight loss is inconsistent, unpredictable in the short term. But our behaviors, if you change your behaviors in a way that really works, that you really understand, that should that should make you feel good. That That's what you want to focus on. I hope that makes sense. Because if we just make it about, um, about the weight loss, you're going to be frustrated. Um, I'm on a keto diet. Why do I have a headache? Oh, I mean... A keto diet is the goofiest shit I think we've come up with, I think, you know? And I'm not, listen, I think I think if you live in America and you eat a standard American diet, I think reducing, uh, reducing refined carb intake is important. But I think the idea that you need to completely cut out carbs is asinine. Um, it was a diet that was created for epileptics. There's no society that ever, that, that lives in ketosis. It, it's weird. Do you want to live in ketosis for the rest of your life? You know, so yeah, I'm sure you get a headache. I'm sure all sorts of things happen. And it's just, it's such a, it's such a desperate attempt at something. And and the worst thing is people that, uh, people that, that try keto 50 times, you know, well, whatever, paleo, Atkins, keto, good Lord. How many times are you going to try this? You don't have to do a keto plan. You don't have to be ketosis. Oh my God. Yeah. It's probably why I have a headache. Trust me, the hardest part is starting. Once you start seeing results, it'll be easier. Sure. Um, what's up, Karen? I've learned how to maintain from your program and to be totally okay, actually happy with a slow loss. Exactly. Because what's your rush, folks? What is your rush? What are you rushing for? If you've been overweight for 20, 30 years, what, what are you rushing for now? Why? Why the impatience? Do you not think the impatience is a problem? You know? 
Like it gets you all worked into a lather. You can't even think straight. You do dumb shit like keto plans and intermittent fasting plans and you know just crazy things you can't even sustain. And you keep doing them because you're not even thinking straight because you're so upset. You're just not thinking clearly. So focused on losing weight quickly. And so the alternative, I, I always love this saying, but it's that most people overestimate how much weight they can lose in a month and underestimate how much weight they can lose in a year. Like what is your rush? And then not only that, but like the big question of how long you want to keep the weight off for. Because you're, I know as a dieter, you live in this really weird mindset that like you're just going to get to the goal weight and everything's going to be done. It's not. How are you going to stay motivated to your crazy shit when the weight loss stops? Like even if you get to your goal weight, what happens is most dieters trade the pleasure of the food for the pleasure and excitement of the scale going down. And then when the scale stops going down, you got no pleasure and excitement and you go right back to eating the food again. So you can lose the weight again, you know? And so... You need a completely different approach, a different focus on that. Um, but yeah, that's awesome, Karen. Yeah, once you enjoy the slow weight loss, it's it's a game changer. Um, my A1C was 42, so I cut out all added sugar, checked again, and it was 43. What could this be? Um, that's very interesting. But I would need more under you know more details than that. If you just checked it one time, I mean things are pretty weird one time. So you're looking for trends, not not just one time. Um, I still struggle with guilt after reading. That's been a huge mindset I'm trying to overcome. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, the guilt with overeating, I will tell you that feeling guilty after overeating is the biggest waste of time, energy, and, and mindset there is. Uh, don't feel... This is... Programming yourself is literally built for this thing because this dooms more people than anything, right? Folks, what knocks you off your diet more than anything? It's when you make a mistake, right? And so probably the core part of programming yourself then is the program yourself then technique. It's a one two-minute hypnosis technique I show you how to use. It's really the redo rehearsal technique. You use this at night. And what this becomes, it's almost like brushing your teeth for your mindset. And it allows you to learn from the mistakes you make. Because the biggest skill of weight mastery is being able to get back on track quickly. Notice I didn't say it's being perfect. You're not going to be perfect with your eating, like like ever. You'll, you'll have stints and times when you are but you're always gonna make mistakes. You're always gonna overeat the wrong thing. It's always gonna happen. But you as a dieter, every time you make a mistake, there, there's such a great chance it's gonna blow you off track completely, right? And so you need to learn how to weather the mistakes and learn from them. And guilt does nothing. You know, again, if guilt was helpful to get you to eat better, I'd be here shaming you all on these lives all day. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I always joke with my clients. I, I wish that'd be great. I, like if making you guilty work to help you eat better, I would just sit here and just like berate people and make them feel really bad on the coaching calls. <laughs> right? But that doesn't work, obviously. You got to learn a better strategy. So there's no reason to feel guilt because we always make the best choice available to us at the moment, even overeating and choosing the wrong foods. It's only because you weren't set up for success. Because you want to lose weight, you want to eat healthy. When you make the the wrong decision, the wrong choice, there's almost always a reason for it. So so forget your guilt. It's not helping you move forward in any way. You need to look back on it and learn from it so you can avoid what created it in the first place. The guilt is just a wasted emotion, not helping you at all. And so that's that redo technique. I think the redo technique is the most important part of the program, in my opinion. I think the blueprints are really important too, but I think the redo technique is the most important piece of the program because, and you know this folks, you know your number one problem is you make a mistake and it blows you off track. That's the main problem you have. You have no strategy to get back on track except for just to force yourself to do it, but it's very difficult for you. The idea of learning from a mistake for you is just like, huh, what are you talking about? 
I, I, you know what I mean? Like, it's just crazy because I know you're smart. I know you take action, folks. I, I know you all do because the only people that watch me are overthinkers, action-oriented people. People that aren't overthinkers just see me for two seconds and they're gone. I'm talking too fast. I'm talking about all sorts of different shit. And so I know you're an overthinker. And so I know you drive yourself crazy by obsessively wondering what's wrong with you. You know, but if you took some of that energy and start putting it towards the solutions, um, you know, that, that get you the results you want, you'd be amazed, amazed at how quickly you can create new, new results. Um, yeah, Aiden says, I'm a perfectionist, and if I cheat a little bit, it throws me off track. Yeah, exactly, of course. Right. Um, is it okay? Whoops. Whoops, whoops, whoops. Um, Jesus, I keep tapping the screen. Uh, is it okay if I do eat carbs when losing weight? Cutting off pasta is hard because it's a food I love. Um, is it okay if I do eat carbs when losing weight? Yeah, absolutely. Listen, listen. The only thing you need to do to lose weight is consume less calories on average. There you go. Okay. Um, and so, you, you know, listen, if you usually eat 3000 calories a day and you start eating 2,500 calories a day, if you eat 2,500 calories of pasta, you're going to lose weight. Okay. Now in the real world, eating 2,500 calories of pasta, it's hard not to eat 3000 calories of pasta. Okay. But, but calories are calories on a very technical level, but on a real world level, the calories matter a lot because some calories cause us to want to eat a lot more of them and some calories don't. So again, if I give you hundred calories of cookies versus hundred calories of an apple, that co- they're both hundred calories, but the cookies, you're way more likely to eat 500 calories of them because they trigger you to keep on wanting to eat. Whereas the apple, it's way less of that, right? You eat the hundred calories and you're, you're you know, you're, it's way easier to stop eating them. So yeah, carbs are not the enemy. And again, the idea, folks, I will tell you this. If your weight loss plan involves uh, giving up giving up foods that you love, uh, good luck. Good luck. I'm going to write that one down because that's a good way to put it. You are, I do not believe you are going to lose weight long term if your main strategy revolves around giving up the foods you love. Because, folks, you're going to do what you want to do. You know, I always say this to people. It's like, th- this comes right down to your goal weight. What's your goal weight? You probably don't even know. You have a number you've been saying for 30 years, you know. But you, when you think about your goal weight, you can't just pick a number you want to weigh. You've got to take into account how you have to eat and live in order to achieve that weight. Okay? <laughs> you can't just pick a number you want to live at. I think it's the, the biggest mistake dieters make. They're like, they're, like your weight lives in a vacuum. And say, I want to be that way and I don't care what I got to do. I don't give a shit what I got to do. I just want to, yeah, you do give a shit what you want. That's why you're struggling in the first place, right? I want to weigh that. It means I can never have pasta again, which I love. What do you think you're going to do? Because what do you think? You know, you have to understand that the weight system means to an end. The weight in and of itself doesn't make you happy and healthy and, and thriving in life. I hate to tell you that. The weight's like money. It's a means to an end. And it's the process you use that's the more important piece. Right? You say, oh, I want to be a millionaire. I don't care what I got to do. Really? That's all that matters? Yeah, I just want to be a millionaire. I don't care what I got to do. Okay, well, you got to rob senior citizens and elderly people. Oh. <laughs> well, maybe I do. But when it comes to weight loss, you, you believe in this shit. I don't care what I got to do. Okay, we got to give up your favorite foods and eat 600 calories a day. Okay, I'm doing it. Okay, let me, let me know how it's going next month. Can you, can you put a little reminder in there? Let me know how it's going next month. 
you know, like why not taking that? It's an equation. Your, your weight, the goal weight, you got to take into account what you have to eat and do live to, to achieve it. Don't you, or does that not matter? The only thing that matters is the weight. Is that what you believe? Then why haven't you been at that weight? You know, we got to take into account both sides. And so I would rather weigh an extra 10 pounds and still be able to eat pasta. That's me though. Um, 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 thank you. I end up binging when I restrict myself from it and things I like. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, well, and you know, okay, so this person, I'm not sure what your name is, but it's so hard, always a mental battle. Folks, do you feel like it's a mental battle? Don't you feel like you lose the mental battle and that's why you can't lose the weight? Doesn't it feel that way? You're losing the mental battle? But you're going, let's think of it like, like a chess. You don't even have to play chess, right? Let's think of chess is, is a, you know, it's a, it's a metaphor for battle, right? But your chess board, you got one piece. The queen, even though. It is a queen. I'll give you that. It's willpower, right? You got willpower. And that willpower is going to do everything, you know? So yeah, I, I think we'd all agree that weight loss is a mental battle that you're, you're probably losing. But wouldn't you agree that you never are seeking to get better at the mental piece? You just think the way to get better at the mental piece is just to have more willpower. And it doesn't work. I love chocolate too much. Um, everyone's journey is so different, but a book that revolu revolutionizes my thinking is Proteinaholic. Oh, that's interesting. I never heard of that one. I'll have to check it out. Um, I'm really going to try this time. Be careful with trying right? This is the hypnosis piece, right? We're always programming ourselves. We are all our own best or worst hypnotists because we're always talking to ourselves in our head. Now, if I tell you, uh, yeah, uh, I just came in and I tried closing the door. Is that door open or closed? Right? I just tried to close the door. I tried. I tried starting the car. That car started or not. So watch out for those words because it implies failure, doesn't it? I'm really going to try this time. Yeah? You want to put some money on it? <laughs> you put some money on something you're going to try? You're either going to do it or you're not, right? Yoda said that. Do or do not, there is no try. I seem to switch my brain off and just eat. Can't quite explain it, but I convince myself it's okay. Um, yeah, Jody, I get you seem to switch your brain off. You're, you're not switching your brain off. We go into trances. We're all multiple personalities and we're triggered by different environmental cues. Don't you find it funny, guys, that you don't binge at breakfast time? Right? The binging happens in very specific situations in very specific times. So you're not switching your brain off. You're going into a different brain state. Right? Because right now, you might be thinking about weight loss and you're all clear and you're motivated and you know what to do and you want to do it. And then tonight at 8 o'clock, you're a totally different version of yourself. So that's why hypnosis is so helpful to understand. You know? I've lost 35 pounds, but I feel like I'm at a plateau. Do you have any advice, please? Uh, yeah. Uh, great job. Okay. And so you treat the plateau like it's, a, it's an opportunity to practice your maintenance. Okay. So whatever you did to get to this point, you focus on those things and you work on optimizing them. Don't start cutting more calories. You need to stabilize. Okay. Because you, everything you've been doing up till now, now you hit a plateau. It may be because your body's just kind of adjusting. And it's going to start losing weight again. You don't have to change anything, but we don't know yet. And so just relax and calm down and start to optimize what you've been doing. And optimize means again, not cutting more calories. I don't want you to do that. because it's going to throw you all off balance. Keep doing what you're doing, but optimize it. Meaning 
that you make what you've been doing easier and more enjoyable for you, right? Make it easier and more enjoyable. Stabilize what you're doing for, I don't know how long you've been on a plateau, but once you get to three, four weeks, then if you're still not losing weight, now what you can do is you can look at what you've been doing and you can strategically say, where's a place I can easily cut calories out, okay? But you'll, you'll either, if you can keep this going and optimize it, for three or four weeks, your body's either going to kick back into weight loss mode or you do need to change something, but now you're in a much better place to strategically pick something and lower it down. Okay, here's the thing. It's like if, if we really believe your weight's a reflection, your weight's a reflection of how you habitually eat and live, okay? So your weight's just being reflected. We really want to get obsessed with the eating and the living piece of it. And so when we hit a plateau, we're not freaking out because you freak out if all you're focused on is losing weight. But the weight is always going to end up reflecting how you're eating and living. So we're looking to figure out how do I eat and live to get and live and stay at my goal weight. You know what I mean? Like, like So we're looking to master this piece here. And the plateaus are wonderful because, again, that's what you're aiming at, folks. Do you understand that? Your, your goal is to live at a plateau. Right? Don't you want to just get to your goal weight and stay there forever? Notice though, your internal representation is you have a negative response to living at a plateau. That just shows, I mean, your, your subconscious programming is the problem. If you pop my head into your body, we'd start losing weight instantly. Menopause, I don't give a shit. Because I think about weight loss so completely and congruently that we would absolutely, I, I'm not saying I would instantly um, start losing weight, but I instantly start working on it in this very strategic way. And we would start losing weight relatively quickly here. And I think that's a good thing to understand. I'm going to have a different mindset. Thank you. Good job, Elizabeth. That's a good focus. What would you say to someone on a journey and the scale hasn't moved for six days? Um, what I just said. Six days, six days, schmix days. Who gives a shit six days? I'm thinking about 6,000 days. I don't give a shit about six days. You know? I'm looking at the six days. How did it feel to live those days? You know, and so if it was relatively easy for me now, if I'm if I'm freaking out every day, I'm dreading because I hate keto. I hate intermittent fasting. I hate tracking my points, but it's been six days and I haven't lost any weight. Yeah, good luck. When I'm losing weight, when the people in my program are losing weight, not only are they losing weight, but it's like they feel more relaxed, more calm, more certain, more um, confident than they've ever felt. They feel good day one. Can you imagine this? You're feeling like shit. You're, you're doing like this thing where it's like you're trying to see how shitty you can feel to lose weight the fastest. So, and then the weight never goes fast enough. So really what you're doing is, this is why I was going to do the lesson on this today because I, I, this was the greatest thing. I, I asked, I did a TikTok video and I was like, I don't think you really want to lose weight. I think there's subconscious reasons you don't want to lose weight. What are they? And that was really interesting. I got oh, like a hundred comments. And the number one comment is that I think it's going to be too hard and I don't think I'm able to maintain it. And you, you feel that way too. So stop making it so hard. You're only making it hard because you're so impatient, but your impatience is causing it so that you haven't lost the weight in 30 years. So maybe it's time to cut the shit. I mean, how can you be impatient with something you, I don't know. So anyways, so yeah, six days, um, again, it depends on what you're doing to lose the weight, but six days to me wouldn't mean anything. Lost 20 pounds my first month and I'm 11 in month two. I get discouraged when the scale won't move. Yeah, I get it. 
again, if you if you only fixate, you, you're just screwed in life. I'm telling you, I, I'm going to run a business and I run my weight. And I can tell you my business, if all I do is look at the money coming in and that's 100% what, what dictates whether I'm feeling successful or like a failure that day, I'd be totally screwed. Because guess what, folks? The money coming in is it's up and down. And so if you don't have the ability to weather that, then you just won't stick with it and you'll never get the results you, you want. You know, and it's the exact same thing with the weight. If you just think there's no straight line, that does make me crazy. Um, like with the weight calculators, you know, they're just guesstimates, but they'd make you think like, oh, I'm just going to lose this much weight every week. And then the week you don't, you feel devastated and you quit. You know, like, like you got to look at your weight loss, like college, you know, because college, you're like unconditional with it. You know, you start, you sign up for college or whatever training program you may have done. And it's like, the, the deal is, okay, at the end of this, I'm gonna, ha I'm gonna know or have a degree in this thing. I'm gonna know this area. But like, you're going into it expecting there's gonna be ups and downs. Something's gonna understand, I'm gonna have to work on it. I'll, I'll figure it out and I'll, I'll do it. But it's all in service of this long-term goal. But then when it comes to weight loss, it's just day to day. You know what I mean? You're so conditional. It's like, if, if the scale doesn't move, oh shit, forget it, it's not working. You know? And it's like, if you look at things in your life that really are important, <laughs> shit being a parent right if, you, if you're just like oh you know i'll be a parent as long as the kid listens to me and it's easy you know what i mean like i, I know it's silly but i'll be married as long as it's always great days you know and it's like but when it comes to weight loss and again i don't blame you all for this but it's like you've been conditioned to be a bunch of little babies like if you don't get all perfect days and they're not all great or even six days again don't take that wrong um and plus 20 pounds in the first month i know you're doing something really strict that's why you, the stricter, whatever you do to lose weight, the stricter it is, the more time distortion you're going to experience. Okay. So what I mean by that is if you're, and I'll even use my friend, John here, um, that, uh, if you're doing intermittent fasting and keto and working out really hard, each day is going to feel like a year. <laughs> and so when you go and step on that scale at the end of the week, it feels like it's been a month because it's like, oh my God, every day is miserable. And so all of a sudden that lack of weight loss or that little bit of weight loss or God forbid we put a pound on feels absolutely devastating. So again, I'm telling you, a big part of this whole process is always the, the strategy you're using. And I know if you lost 20 pounds your first month and 11 month too, you probably did keto, fasting, strict stuff. I know you did strict stuff. Let me know what you did, Supriya. And that'll be the other piece of the, the solution for you. Um, what's up, Astrid? Oh, you had a cold? That's all right. Yeah, we had a good call yesterday. The the the, the replay's up if you want to watch it. Um, Wasabi says, I freaking love this. 2024 has been a great experience with Tough Love, and I appreciate it. You're welcome. You're welcome. Of course, you folks know I I, I love you all. I, I, I really do. I, this this comes straight out of, out of love. I want to help you master your weight. So I know sometimes it, it sounds a little aggressive. You you know this is all, all in service of helping you because we live in a weight loss world where it's just we're surrounded by bullshit. You know, I find this, I just, I kind of just started getting on Instagram and it's like, I'm like, well, maybe I should follow some weight loss people. And it's, I can't even do it. I cannot even do it. I can't watch people with their workouts and their 0% body fat and their, their little meal plannings. And I hate it. I hate it all. I hate the weight loss industry so much. <laughs> I really do. And, uh, I find it, I find it, I want to throw up. <laughs> <laughs> so, cause, cause what I hate about it is it's like, it's always people telling you what to do. Always the perfect way to lose the weight quickly. It's always what to do. And no one's ever telling you how to get yourself to do it. And it makes me insane. And, um, I hate it. 
I really do. So uh, anyways, but yeah, so, so it is tough love, but it is love. I, I really, again, for me, this is life and death. I want you to live as long as you possibly can have the best quality of life while you're alive. And I think most likely the way you think about weight and weight loss is preventing you from that is what I think. And so again, the, the greatest gift of my life is that the way my business is set up is that uh, I can do these podcasts, first of all, every day. I, I kind of set things up so I can do them. And the other piece is I don't give a shit. Yes, I have a program. I'd love you to join it, but I don't care if you join it or not. And so I can just give you my version of the truth and what I honestly think. And um, I think almost, I'm not, I'm not debating like a lot of the technical things you learn about weight loss. I'm, I'm just saying like they're on. <laughs> my dog right now is so funny. You guys want to see something? I'm going to show you something real quick. Look at this dog. Can you see that tongue? Can you see that? <laughs> Let's just look at this. Ah, oh, she got up. These dogs, I always joke around. These dogs somehow know when I'm about to videotape them and then they, they stop doing the cute thing. Anyways, so yeah, so I think that, um, you know, I'd like to give you a different message here. Um, I have a mug that says, change your thinking, change your life. Love that mantra. That's awesome. That's a great mantra. I could never stick with either of those. Yep. Um, be renewed by changing of your mind. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I'm so happy I found your page. Me too. Yeah. And folks, if you haven't followed me, follow me and, um, then absolutely go to my bio and get that hypnosis session and watch, watch the video I made for you. Okay. Um, yep. To be transformed by renewing your mind. It's tempting to rush, but it's just not sustainable. I get it. I get it. It is tempting to rush. Of course, we're all impatient. You know, like I'm not disputing. I, I get it. We all get it. We're all impatient. But what I'm saying is, okay, here's the thing. Like in other areas of your life, you have learned to kind of manage your emotions in a successful way. I'll give you an example. If you, if you have a job, there's probably days you wake up where you're kind of tired and don't want to go into work, but you forego that and you still go to work right? You've got a strategy to deal with that, to override your kind of instinctive, impulsive desire to just want to stay in bed all day and, and get up and then go to work. Why? A lot of it's mindset. You value the job in a big way. So it overrides your desire to just lay in bed all day or sleep later. Okay. But when it comes to weight loss, you've never really dealt with this patience piece. The diet industry is constantly stoking your impatience. And by the way, I got to say, you all know where I'm going if you're regular listeners or watchers is the diet industry. The diets that you are subconsciously referencing to lose weight are all owned by the big food companies. Weight Watchers was owned by Heinz. Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle. Atkins Food Products is owned by the same company owns Carvel, Onions, and uh, Pretzels, and Cinnabon. Uh, Slim Fast is owned by the same company owns Ben & Jerry's Ice Cream. These guys are putting ideas out that don't support your weight loss. Do you really think they would put out a weight loss plan that caused you to eat less of their stuff? I always say the day that like Heinz buys program yourself in and blasts it out to the world, I'll shut up. I'll, I'll eat my words because they're instantly, instantly overnight would be a drop in sales of Heinz, all that bullshit. Because people stop eating that stuff when they start doing the program. I'm not saying they stop it completely, but they eat less of it. So they put these diets out there because they know they're just temporary at best. And what they're doing is these diets are all filling your head up with nonsense. You're, you're trying to lose weight referencing nonsense. That's why you're not getting results. It's not because you're broken. It's not because you don't have willpower. It's because you, you literally have no strategy. What's your strategy? You're just going to eat perfect starting Monday? That's your strategy? You know, <laughs> come on. Um, so I know it's tempting to rush, but you just you have to manage that. 
It's tempting. It's tempting not to want to sleep in bed in the morning when you have to go to work. It's tempting to tell my kid to go screw. I don't feel like making you dinner. I'm tired. You know, lots of it's tempting to go to the mall and spend all my money. Lots of things are tempting. We've got to strategically manage these temptations that are in a way that's going to succeed, help us succeed though, you know? Um, is your channel about manifesting weight loss? Um, oh, manifesting weight loss. <laughs> uh, let me clarify that because I am a hypnotist, okay? That's my primary tool that I use here, which by the way, when I'm talking to you all, I'm not just telling you things. I'm using a lot of techniques to... I'm looking to influence your subconscious mind and, and change the way you think about things to help you change your behaviors. I regularly hear, one of my favorite things to hear is people say, I've heard, I've heard people say like what you're saying, but it never really resonated with me like it does, right? That's because I'm, I'm using a, I've been doing this professionally for 20 years, you know? So I, I've studied communication and practiced this stuff over and over. I've done almost 6,000 private weight loss sessions, you know? So, so manifesting weight loss, let's talk about that. If we're talking about manifestation, law of attraction type stuff, I think it's a piece of the puzzle. I do not think you can just sit here and imagine yourself being thin and that's just going to work any more than imagining yourself being a great piano player and never actually practicing would help you learn to play, play the piano. So I believe there's a piece of the puzzle. And this is actually in the program yourself thin technique. We have the redo and rehearsal technique. The rehearsal technique is, a, I think, a very elegant way to tap into the law of attraction. Um, and so I do think there's a place for that, but I don't think just imagining and hoping and wishing it'll happen. It doesn't give you the skills. It doesn't give you the strategies, the realizations that actually make it happen. And so I think you need both of them. But I guess in one sense, this is about manifesting um, weight loss in one small sense, but there's a lot more to it because I don't think the law of attraction is a, a full strategy to achieve anything. I think it's a piece Again, so I, so I like parts of it, but I do not think that you just imagining yourself being thin is going to work for most people. Um, tension seeks release, absolutely. All I think about is food and what I'm going to eat next. It occupies my brain all the time. <clears throat> the only time I'm successful is when I go into extremes and then I fail. Yeah, so that's not successful. Do, do you understand? You got to reframe that. That's not successful. Uh, so yeah, what you got to do, I, again, I, I cringe all the time now when I hear food noise constantly because I've been dealing with food noise for 30 years. Yeah, all I did was used to think about food. I used to eat breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, dinner, eat, eat all night. So I know what it's like to just, I constantly, I would think about food, appear to alcohol, and TV. Those are the big three focuses of my life. So clearly that had to change for me to master my weight. So I get that's the initial starting problem. But the, the solution, again, is not to do extreme things because, um, again, you're not successful. You're not successful, folks. You have to stop saying you're successful. I just did a video on this. Stop romanticizing failed diets. You're not successful when you lose 20 pounds and then put it all back on. Okay? You've got to stop defining that as success. It's not. It's a short-term blip down and then you put it back on. It's not, it's not anywhere near success. Success is when you lose weight in a way that's comfortable, sustainable, and you keep it off. Okay, you need a new definition of success, all right? Um, I've gone from 130 to 150 to 170, 190, and now I'm at 220, heavier than I was when I was pregnant. That sucks. I'm sorry about that. That, that, that sucks. Um, again, we got to do things differently. Good news is, again, when I see you write something like that, see, this is what I'm saying. This is why my favorite thing in the world now. I've been doing coaching. I've been doing coaching for, for 20 years privately, and I've been doing group coaching for the last year, year and a half, and that has been the most enjoyable 
thing I've ever done. I, I love our group. And um, I love working with people, but it's like, you know, with, with hello, <laughs> the thing is like, when you write that, I can, I can see so clearly the mindset problem. There's a lot of things. I'm not saying it's just one thing, but I can see the huge mindset problems you have that are causing those results to happen. You know? So um, obviously I would love to work with you, but what I'm telling you, at least at this point is that it's a mindset thing. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a mindset thing that leads to a strategy thing. So you've got a shitty strategy. Trying to change everything in an extreme way is a shitty strategy. But you're doing that because you've got a broken dieter's mindset. So as soon as we change the mindset and start shifting on weight mastery, you start revealing new strategies. You see, they both work together. But at the very least, please go get my go to my bio, get the hypnosis session, but please watch the video I made. It, it'll help you if you really want to get those numbers going the opposite direction. <clears throat> I'm a vegetarian. How to overcome the dietary restrictions. I don't know what you mean. I'm a vegetarian too. I don't know what the dietary restrictions are. It sounds more like you want to become a vegetarian. Um, I get what you're saying. Good, good. Are you saying it's possible to lose weight with your mind? Uh, I mean, I think all weight loss comes down to your mind. I think all weight gain comes down to your mind. I think all your behavior comes down to your mind. So yeah, I think at the end of the day, oh shit. Sorry, everybody on on YouTube's and Facebook's. My camera just overheated, so that went out. Um, yeah, yeah, I definitely think. Yeah, I'm saying it's it's not. I don't. I think it, I'm, I'm. I'm saying. Let me be crystal clear. I'm not saying it's possible to lose weight with your mind. I'm saying it's impossible to lose weight without changing your mindset. Um, let me reframe that. It's impossible to master your weight, to live at your goal weight without changing your mindset. So yeah. Um, I mean, it takes behavior too, but your behaviors flow out of your mind, right? So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yes, because your mind controls everything, your thoughts and perspective. Well, thank you. Hello. <laughs> you answered that better than I did. So how do you feel about intermittent fasting? Um, I mean, intermittent fasting, it, it, it's fine. Like, I, I use a version of an intermittent fasting. I don't like intermittent fasting as a diet. I don't like the diet mindset where you're going to start tomorrow or Monday intermittent fasting. I think that that's goofy. I think to go from how you've been eating to not eating for 16 hours is setting you up for failure. So I have nothing against intermittent fasting and I definitely, I like I like so much of it. I hate the idea, like I hear some people be like, well, if you're not doing 16 hours and you're missing out on all the key benefits, like I don't eat for, I call it nighttime fasting. But I, I came up with this 30 years ago when there was no intermittent fasting, I just kind of came up on my own. And so... I never had like that pressure of the diet and having to do it right away. That That's one of the biggest problems of diets is that you just jump in trying to be like, like this goes on hand, hand in hand with the, oh, I know what I got to do, Jim. I just got to get myself to do it. And it's like, think about that mindset. You know, it'd be like if you never played the piano and you're like, Jim, I know how to play the piano. You hit the right keys in the right order at the right time. And you got sweet music, dude. It's It's not that hard. You know what I mean? It's like someone saying that to me and it's like, if you knew a person walking around talking like that and they couldn't play the piano though, what would you think of them? I'd think they were kind of an asshole and they would annoy me. And that's what I think a lot of times with the dieting mindset. I'm not saying that people don't annoy me, but that dieting mindset annoys the shit out of me because it's like the, the idea that you know something is what's blocking you up because you don't know it. You don't know. Yeah, you know, if I completely cut out carbs, I'll start losing weight. But you don't know how to eat that way consistently it's an overwhelming thing i'm not saying you can't work your way up to it either you probably wouldn't want why would you want to but um 
intermittent fasting, I think people pop in them. Like I used to eat right until I would eat right until bedtime. And then I would sleep for my eight hours and then I'd start eating. So I would basically, I was eating 16 hours, taking an eight hour break. And so to go from eating eight hours, no, go go from eating 16 hours to eight hours in one day seems overwhelming. And then by the Ulysses and Fazos, oh, well, if you don't do the 16 hours, it's, it's pointless. But what I did when I started, when I said nighttime eating, is I was like, I used to eat right up until bed, is I started making that space bigger. You know, so I started to say, oh, I'm going to stop eating an hour before bed, two hours, three hours, four hours, you know? And now it's like, I'll usually stop eating six, seven o'clock at night, eat the next day, seven, eight o'clock. You know, so maybe it's about 13 hours. So it's like, oh my God, you're missing all the key, key. And it's like, bullshit, bullshit. Because who cares? You know what I see a lot of times, intermittent fasting, again, I'm not, Nothing is good or bad, right? Intermittent fasting is not good or bad. It's just, does, does it work for you? And what I obviously have a biased opinion because I get a lot of people trying intermittent fast. And what happens is they're trying their hardest to not eat till noon so that by the time they're eating at noon, they're starving. And now they're way binging during the eight hours they're eating and wonder why they're not losing weight. So um, that's kind of how I think about it, you know? Um, love this new mindset you're giving me. I'm going to chill and enjoy the ride. Hey, Carol, there you go. Enjoy the ride, right? Again, it's like, Okay, so I'll, get, I'll tell you this story. I love this story. And I never really got it until somewhat recently. But uh, it's so funny. You know, as I'm doing these lives, I get like the comments people are leaving on my videos. And uh, like I want to respond to those too. They're not here. But uh, so there's a story of like the the, the kid runs into the, the karate dojo and he goes to the master. He goes, how long will it take me to get a black belt if I come in every week? And the karate master goes, it'll take you five years. The kid goes, what if I come in twice a week? He goes, okay, take you 10 years. He goes, what if I come in every day? He goes, it'll take you 20 years, right? So you may have heard that story. But what's it mean? What it means is that if you're only fixated on the outcome, if all you care about is losing weight, all you care about is getting that black belt, well, what energy and attention do you have left to actually learn how to lose weight or get the black belt? We only have so much energy. And if all you're thinking about is, I just want to lose weight, I just want to lose weight, I just want to lose weight. You're not putting any energy towards the process of mastering what we're focusing on here. That's why it takes longer and longer and longer and longer. You have started and stopped so many diets that you, if you look, like it feels like you're, you're making some progress when you first start the diet, but when you zoom out, you realize, holy shit, I have consistently started and stopped a diet for a couple days or maybe weeks, all of these times. I'm never getting anywhere. It's the illusion of moving forward. But in reality, you're standing in place. You're on this hamster wheel. You're moving, but you're not getting anywhere. And that's how the weight loss feels. You know. So yeah, what is the rush? If you spent a year and approached mastering your weight in the way I talk about, right? So imagine you're just following the weight mastery blueprint where you're, you're always first creating and then tweaking and optimizing your mindset your lifestyle and your eating with strategies that resonate and work for you, that are custom built for you. And you spend a year doing this. Can you imagine where you'd be next year? Because all of a sudden for the first time in your life, you wouldn't be doing this, this thing like where you do it for a little bit, then you stop. Then you start all over again, do it for a little bit, then you stop. You're always starting from the same spot. You never get to move forward. Get off the fucking hamster wheel, man. It's not even hard. Because you, you learn skills. You're never giving yourself the chance to learn any skills. Anything in your life that you've done and committed to, you, it, it takes time and, and mistakes and learning and growing and evolving. Why is weight loss not like this? 
It's because you believe you know what you got to do and you have to force yourself to do it, which is the biggest load of horse shit in our society. It's got to be right at the top because 82% of the population in America of adults are overweight or obese. So, yeah, do you know what you got to do? Do you? He thinks you don't. <laughs> what are y'all doing at Jimmy's on fire today? I am on fire today, aren't I? I love Fridays. I was kind of hyped today. I don't know what's up. Yeah, I am kind of hyped. I was doing a bunch of videos before this, and uh, I've act- I will tell you, I've had co- my coaching groups have been just on fire this week. That's been part of it. I know I'm all fired up, right? <laughs> How to overcome my need to be vegetarian. There you go. I love that question. There we go. I was, um, and I don't know if she's still here. Paula, uh, she's she's in my program. We were talking yesterday during the coaching call. And she goes, Jim, help me, help me get myself to eat these freaking salads. <laughs> I said, wait a second. It doesn't sound like you want to eat a salad. What are we doing here? You know, what are we doing? And um, so... I'm glad I was joking with the vegetarian. I told you though, right? I told you I, I, I can, again, I, I'm almost like a mind reader. It seems like that for people because I'm always paying attention to subconscious communication. This is why I am a very good coach, you know, cause I can see things that you can't see and that makes all the difference. But yeah, how to overcome my need to be a vegetarian just comes from, do I even want to be a vegetarian? Why do I want to be a vegetarian? A lot of times the reason you're not able to accomplish what you think you want is because you don't actually want to, you know? And so, uh, yeah, I don't know. Why do you need to be a vegetarian? I don't know. I'm a vegetarian. I'm a pescatarian technically because I still eat a, you know, fish here and there. Um, you know, you know not, not, not very much. I, I mean, I'm pretty much vegetarian, but I know people are real strict with their labels. But, uh, but I want to be a vegetarian. I, I loved becoming a vegetarian. I was a huge meat eater. Huge. I was eating meat twice a day my entire life. Okay? But for me, vegetarianism, just it just fit. You know, so, so it was very easy. I didn't become, I didn't make myself become a vegetarian. I just, I felt like I was one, you know, so it was very natural for me. But I, I think there's a lot of benefits to being a vegetarian, obviously, you know, for, that's what I do. But I never, you never hear me talking about that because I'm not here to, you know, convince you to do anything. I always want you to, I always say there's no right or wrong. There's only what works for you. You need to do what you're going to do built around who you are. And that's where so much power comes from. And that's what most people don't do with weight loss. What they're doing is they're trying to force themselves to follow someone else's plan, trying to fit a you know square peg into a round hole and it's not working. And so, yeah, how to overcome my need to be a vegetarian? I mean, why do you even want to be one? You know, I, I have no idea why you want to be a vegetarian. Um, so that'd be the first question. Do you believe in the law of assumption? The law of assumption. Um, I feel like that's not ringing a bell. I mean, I obviously know the law of attraction. I'm assuming a law of assumption is you assume something's going to happen. And if that's what it means, I definitely believe in that. I think, I think I'll frame it a slightly different way. I don't use those words, but in my mind, right? So my program's called program yourself then. And so I always think in terms of programming and I think most of our behavior has been pre-programmed. So for example, tomorrow, Saturday, I bet you have a really good idea of what you're going to do and literally what you're going to eat. I believe you do. I think unless it's some weird outlier day that's really unusual, if it's somewhat of a typical Saturday for you, I bet you have a very good idea what you're going to do, what you're going to eat tomorrow. So I think we're always, we, our brains, we live on autopilot primarily. We're not consciously making well-informed, rational, logical decisions moment to moment. Okay. We're just running on autopilot. We do what we did. 
So, and if that's what law of assumption is, I do believe in that. And if it means something different, let me know. Um, I've been doing Orla stat and intermittent fasting, but I lost track and had to restart. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, again, I'm, I'm here to be supportive. So I'm not gonna, you know, I, I just want to support you in any way I can. Um, but yeah, Orla stat and IF, I lost track. I think that's part of it. You know, it, it's hard to keep it up. Orla stat and IF for most people is a short term attempt to try and lose weight quickly. Not, not really long term, but I wish you the best in your, your restart. Um, love the fact you're real and care that comes across. I'm glad. I'm glad because I never want to seem like just some some asshole who gets on TikTok yelling at people. <laughs> I get sick and tired of weighing, measuring, and tracking food. Kimberly, exactly, exactly. If you're sick and tired of it, what's what? Why are you doing this? Do you know what I mean? Here's the point. This is the irony of ironies that that people that want to lose weight more than anything in the world subconsciously associate pain to losing weight. The reason you're losing weight is because you don't want to lose weight. You don't want to track and measure and you know plan every single thing. And so you don't do it. Again, you, you wish you'd lose weight. You want to lose weight, but your want to lose weight is down here and your want to keep eating and living the way you're living is up here. And this is the one that's going to win. So yeah, we, we got to figure out a way to master our weight that is comfortable for us. I'm sitting here living my life on autopilot. Like I'm not, I don't diet at all. I, I, have, I have strategies and plans. I'm about to kick into my pleasure days in two hours, three hours, you know, and I, and I look forward to it all week. I can't wait. I love Fridays. I love all the days, but I, I love Friday. I love all the days, but I especially like Friday and Saturday. I think we all do, right? Pretty much um, love Sunday. But so it's like there's variety in my, my plan. I don't track or measure anything. I hate that. I, that would That would knock me off track faster than anything. You know, so again, no one is really open to the idea that you can create a plan that's custom built for you. You know, no one really thinks that. But uh, once you realize that and you start down that path, it's a completely different path. Because again, you're always following plans that you hate doing. And when you all of a sudden start to create strategies that are actually built for you, that are, you know, custom made for you, as you can imagine, it's easy to keep them up. But no one really takes the time to do that. That's why we do that and program yourself in though. Um, that's how I feel when I fast. Yeah. Love to see your dog. Yeah, right. That dog cute. Sir, I get discouraged when the scale stops moving. How can I get out of the rut mentally? Um, yeah, I mean, again, it can't just be about the scale. You know, like I can't just be motivated to work when the money's coming in. <laughs> you know what I mean? All of a sudden the money stops coming in. I'm like, oh, 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 no money came in today. You know, so that's the mindset. You know, the rut mentally is how you're thinking about this whole process. You know, and your all of your motivation. And again, you didn't answer that, Sapri. I asked you this. I said, "What did you do to lose the weight? Twenty pounds one month, ten pounds the next month." I know you're doing something extreme, and I didn't hear the answer. And if you wrote it, I missed it. But if you told me what you did, I, I'll, I'll clarify this for you real quick. Why you're in a rut mentally? Let me know what you're doing to lose the weight, because I think what you're doing. I'm going to guess without knowing. I'm going to guess twenty pounds, ten pounds. I'm guessing you did something very extreme, and I think you're you're doing something extreme. And it's difficult and it takes constant focus. And you're like, okay, I'll do this really difficult stuff as long as the scale's moving. And I think as soon as the scale stalls a little bit, it's really hard to get yourself to keep doing this extreme stuff. And I think that's what every dieter goes through to some degree. But let me know what you're doing. You know, program yourself then, John, I don't know if he's still here, but he hit a plateau this month and he was fine with it. Why? Because what he did to lose the first 15 pounds was easy and comfortable. He feels more relaxed. He's got strategies. He knows how to eat his lunch. He's got different strategies to deal with different stuff. 
So when you hit the plateau, it's like, nah, I, I, I want it to keep going down, but I'm okay. And he could easily kind of keep maintaining because he built it up to be easy from the beginning. And now he's maintaining and now he's doing more new things, trying different things to see what's going to help out. So yeah, let me know what you did though to lose the weight and I'll, I can help you mentally get out of the rut. I'm on Contrave. It does control appetite. What do you think of this medicine, medicinal medicine? I don't know what Contrave is. Um, it's someone, Contrave. Maltrexone? so weird it's like it, it's whatever it's medical name it looks like uh um ibuprofen and it's not it's not and and uh what's the other one i'll leave but doesn't um contrave fda approved weight loss medication for people who are struggling with this is uniquely designed to reduce hunger and control cravings It's difficult to control cravings when dealing with emotions like stress. Um, it can cause serious side effects. I don't want to get into those. Um, I mean, yeah, what I think about all the medicines is uh, kind of the same. Uh, and again, I'm here to be supportive, so I don't want to, you know, I, I, here's what I think. I, I, I prefer, me personally, my first goal is to do it all naturally, right? That, that would be my first goal because, and again, I'm all about weight mastery, okay? So I want to figure out, again, the mindset, lifestyle, eating plans that allow me to live at my goal weight for the rest of my life on near autopilot. So I want to figure that out. So I'll just say, and I don't know a ton about Contrave, I'll kind of look it up later, but if I see like, Oh, if you get stressed, it'll help you deal with that. But me personally, I want to go to the source. I find so often with medicine, uh, it's it's always about treating the symptom, right? So if you're stressed out, this will help you, you know, reduce your cravings. But me personally, it's like I want to deal with the stress on a core level, which is why the lifestyle piece and program yourself then is so important, you know? Oh, okay. Someone said, yeah, it's half well butrin, so it's an antidepressant. Okay, so that's making more sense. So again, this is my thing with antidepressants and I'm not against the antidepressants. I think there's a, a time and a place for them for sure. But I think a lot of people, like in England, for example, and I don't know if this is still the case, but if, um, if you have, if you uh, have, uh, if, if you're if dealing with depression in England, they'll make you like walk like an hour a day or something before they prescribe you an antidepressant. But I think, Again, it's that idea that here in America, we just love love the medicines first. And I like to go towards, is there anything we can do to deal with the, the core problem and leave it? So if stress is an issue, depression is an issue, I think the lifestyle piece is extra important. And the lifestyle in order of importance is um, proper sleep, hydration, relaxation, breathing, nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude. And so as you start to get these things into your life, I think you set yourself up for not just better weight loss, but just to feel better in general. So... Um, I think there's a lot of ways to control appetite. That's what I work on with people all day long and myself, you know, and I think a lot of people don't think about it. So I don't know. I don't know what your experience is with it, but I wish you the best with it. And if it ends up not working for whatever reason, um, please check my stuff out. Right. Um, <laughs> we love when you're fired up. <laughs> Did you overcome weight loss as well? Yeah, I dropped 50 pounds, um, 30 years ago. 
But the key thing is I maintained it. That's what I'm, I'm always trying to point you out. Stop, guys, stop getting seduced with the weight loss piece. So when you hear someone say they lost a bunch of weight, ask them how long it's been. And if it's been, you know, less than a year or two years, I, I don't know. And I mean, that's what's getting you in trouble all the time. You know, short-term fixes. So um, I'm eating McDonald's. <laughs> Damn, you are an OG. This guy's just straight up eating McDonald's on a weight loss talk. <laughs> Savage. How do we make the good decisions to become on autopilot? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, that's where it's a completely different approach because just to kind of simplify it, we're not we're not conscious creatures primarily. Most of our behaviors are kind of run on autopilot. And so, you know, like if you think about like writing, you know everything there is to know about writing, but you can only do it with one hand. What's the difference between being able to write with the one hand you know and then you can't do it with the other hand? You know logically how to write, but subconsciously you only have a program to write with one hand. So that's what we're looking to do. We're looking to install subconsciously the new thoughts, feelings, and behaviors that naturally keep us thin and healthy. And so how do you do that? I mean, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's a it's whole fly. I don't know. <laughs> I was kind of burnt out. I've been talking for 90 minutes, but um, what I will suggest is go, go to my bio, click the link, get the hypnosis session, but watch the video I made. It's about 30 minutes, but it goes through a lot of that, like how to make things on autopilot. It describes the conscious, subconscious mind, how they work together. They work completely different. What you've done to try and lose weight is focus on the conscious mind. When you start focusing on the subconscious mind, that's how you make longer lasting, more autopilot type behaviors, okay? But again, just as an example, if you want to, well, we'll just stick with writing. If you want to learn to write with the other hand, you wouldn't go and get a book about how to write with my left hand, right? You, you know what to do. You just need to practice it. Okay, so using hypnosis is a way to practice being a thin and healthy person, doing thinking, feeling, and behaving like the thin and healthy person you want to be. And what you've done up until now to try and lose weight is you just keep learning what you should do and then trying to force yourself to do it, which would be the equivalent of you trying to force yourself to write with the other hand. You could force yourself to do it, but it's slow, it's tedious, the letters look weird. Um, and it would just take practice to make it natural and flow and be, you write on autopilot with your one hand. Your other hand, you would write, it wouldn't be on autopilot. It would be very conscious. You would have to think about everything you did. And so it is a process of practicing and becoming that way. But the hypnosis we use in the program, the, the program itself in technique, is a way to speed that process up so that you can hypnotically practice being the person you want to be so you start to install it subconsciously so you start to naturally and automatically behave that way. I hope that makes sense. Go watch the video. It gives a much better dis de description of that. Um, all right. I think we're good here. Hi, I'm from France. All right, France. We got it. We have yesterday. I think that outlier, I've never even heard of it. I had to look it up. It was someone from islands and, uh, geez, I don't remember where they were now, but that was kind of cool. But yeah, France. All right. Yeah. I'm in America. All right, everyone. I'm going to get out of here. Thank you so much. You guys are awesome. Again, if you are not in my world, go to my bio, click the link, get the hypnosis session, watch the video, three steps to master your weight, read the emails I send you every day. Uh, and listen to the podcast. Podcast is program yourself. Then some of my best clients, some of the people are getting the best results. I listen to the podcast all the time, you know? And then the people getting the absolute best results are the people that I'm working with directly. They are killing it. So yeah, if you want to work with me, uh, you can go to program yourself, then check that out. Uh, and uh, yeah. All right, everyone, have a super day and we'll talk soon. Bye.